Welcome to another episode of the Zest Wellness Podcast. Hello, 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 Zest Wellness listeners. Welcome once again to the podcast. Before we get started with this episode, some information for everyone and a reminder that we always have our Zest Wellness app powered by Virgin Pulse. If you haven't enrolled yet and you'd like to join the community and achieve your own health goals, head over to ZestWellnessCGI.com. That's our headquarters of a website. You also find from there our social media. You'll be able to opt into our newsletter, and you'll also see our latest webinars. We've had a number of milestones lately with uh, our Zest Wellness program. We recently had Deepak Chopra perform a presentation in the Cayman Islands, and we also wrapped up a challenge, one of our quarterly challenges, where we had members from each jurisdiction participate in a step challenge. With that being said, our guest for this episode is a man by the name of Donovan Ingram. And what he's going to chat to us about is the importance of nutrition, but also from a very practical sense. And so Donovan has a number of practical tips he'll share with us. Hi, Zest members. I'm I'm thankful for you guys to be listening to us right now. Fantastic, Donovan. Now, as we know, and especially as you know, that, that health is, is, is not only exercise and, of course, and who we surround ourselves with and, and a number of different factors, but it's also nutrition and kind of what we put in our bodies. Um, it, but it kind of sometimes seems that people become frustrated with nutrition, right? And so... To get started with our members and listening, I know you have a number of tips for individuals who, if they're if they're following nutrition, maybe some things to be careful about, and, and a couple of things they might be doing incorrectly that they they would they wouldn't know about. Yes, correct. Um, I think when it comes to initiating a a, a lifestyle change or a well being journey, uh, individuals need to be a bit more focused on the things they put into their mouth. And the things we put into our mouth truly do affect the results we get in the end. And, and when you're exercising, you want to make sure that you're, you're pairing that exercise with nutritious foods that the body can absorb quickly and make use of so you can see those greatest results. And I think when individuals are embarking on a lifestyle change or a wellness journey, one of the major things they tend to forget which is recommended by the World Health Organization, is the, the incorporation of fruits and vegetables at every meal. And I think another thing that persons feel to do is to initiate balanced meals and understanding what the portion size is based on their body type. Um, another error members tend to face is not understanding their body type, in a sense. And understanding your body type helps individuals, and like myself, helps me to understand 
the way I should be eating, the types of foods I should be consuming more regularly, and even how often or frequent I should be having my meals. So I think just to backtrack a bit, uh, most importantly, the fruit and vegetable consumption is most most important when, when embarking on a lifestyle change, whether, whether it is you want to gain muscle or even lose fat. But the absence of fruits and vegetables is definitely a no-no. And, and to understand the portion size of a fruit or vegetable, an individual simply needs to boil a fist, look at the fist, and the entire size of the fist is equivalent to the amount of fruit they should be eating per serving. Wow. Practical. Yeah. Easy, easy enough to do it. Eh? Even a caveman can do it. Of course, Donovan. <laughs> and, and before you go, before you go further, uh, you mentioned uh, a really interesting keyword being uh, the word journey. And so it sounds like, of course, that health isn't an overnight change and that you really emphasize that you can't just eat once and you'll be okay for the rest of your life. You have to, you have to eat day in and day out and it becomes a journey over time. That's correct. You know, um, people would embark on a, on a diet per se. And technically a diet is what you eat. It is not a, an absence of a particular food group or an item. It is less, it's literally the food you eat, whether good or bad. And when embarking on a lifestyle change, you know, diets and uh, the, the, the conventional phrase of what a diet is, is, is not recommended. And what, what really is, is monumental, which is which has more longevity, is embarking on a lifestyle change. Because this is a journey. This is something that you are embarking on, not for now, not just because you want to solve the problem now, but because you want to get rid of the problem completely and never be faced with the same problem again. And when members or individuals, clients, are embarking on a wellness journey, there are three things they, they tend to do incorrectly. I think one of the major things as, as we as human beings fail to do when it comes to wellness and personal well-being is planning. Uh, we don't plan enough. I think if you are in a habit of understanding today what it is, what it is that we're going to have for breakfast tomorrow, for lunch, and then for dinner, we'll be a bit more proactive in achieving successes. The second thing we fail at doing is to be consistent whether it means to be consistent with the planning or to be consistent with the food choices that you know that are best for your body. But thirdly, where we all tend to feel that fall down um, quite often is to be creative because too often we embark on a wellness journey and the food choices become very repetitive, which is not nutrition, nutritionally recommended, but at the same time becomes very boring and, and, and non-interesting, you know? So, to keep the journey consistently going so that you don't, you don't just go along this journey for five minutes, for a day, for a week, or just a year, but for the rest of your livelihood. You want to ensure that you learn to plan. You want to incorporate some consistencies. And you also want to be creative when it comes to food choices. I would suggest when, when it comes to creativity, you want to um, go on a, a web browser and, and check out the, the most healthiest recipes of the week or check out new recipes on um, our favorite website or magazine. And if the recipe seems interesting, test it out. See how easy it is to, to prepare the meal, identify how expensive it is for that meal to be prepared, and then even see if your family members and friends would enjoy it because this could be something that you can share communally. 
Okay. And, and Donovan, when you say planning, if someone were to say, okay, I, w- I want to start, you know, planning and, 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 and uh, obeying that, do you mean for individuals to have some sort of like food journal or to like, how do you recommend they kind of actually go about planning? Well, there's several ways you can do your planning. Now, for individuals, it may be planning uh, on an independent basis, meaning just for themselves. But a lot of our members, our SES members that are listening today, I'm sure they're faced with families that they're also going to have to feed at the end of the day for lunch and dinner and even for breakfast. So in your planning, uh, most times you can't isolate your planning to yourself because there are other factors or individuals that are affected by your choices or your, your, your planning. And so writing a food diary does work. It's not um, uh, beneficial long-term because it's, it's difficult actually um, writing those things down on pen and paper. But I, I suggest when embarking on a new journey or when identifying new food choices that you should plan it out by writing a food diary, identify how consistent of a meal you're having, how consistent you're having certain meals, even the volume of foods you're having, the times in which you're consuming those foods, those things are very, very important to the journey. So you also have to kind of sit back and kind of internalize because if, if, you, if you're not planning in a realistic fashion, then you're going to be planning in the sense that you're just hopeful and not effective. And you need to be realistic based on what your finances allow, also what your palate is interested in, and then also the uh, availability of those resources to you and to your family. And, and a lot of times in planning, we have to ensure that the things that we are interested in planning for ourselves, if others are going to be affected or others have to consume, consume those foods, we want to make sure that they enjoy those foods or they're interested in those foods. Because um, the, 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 the setback would be if you prepare a meal that you particularly like, and the household that you're preparing it for, inclusive of yourself, does not like the food, then it can set you back because you may be less inclined to make that meal again because you have to accommodate the greater masses. So planning in, in, a, in the long term is, is an identification of self, identifying what are you capable of, uh, what can you do, what can't you do, and then also what are your limitations and what are going to be your successes. And figuring those things out earlier really, really goes a long way in the wellness journey. Amazing, and and uh, I think our members love how you you brought up the also the the key of of being creative and keeping things interesting. So for you, Donovan, you emphasize fruits and vegetables every day, every meal. If you could have your dream day of of having your three meals, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what would be your go to vegetables for that breakfast, that lunch, and that dinner? Just just talking about uh, the fruits and vegetables for each of those meals. Your perfect day, you could pick anything. Doesn't matter the cost, doesn't matter the availability. You have three meals and you're you're customizing your fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Nathan, you're putting me on the spot here. Of course. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm a pineapple guy. I I, I really, really enjoy pineapples. So Typically, when I make my smoothies in the morning, if it's not every week, it's a lot of times. <laughs> my, my smoothie choice is going to be something involving pineapple. So fruit of choice is usually pineapple. A vegetable of choice, which is very easy for me, is usually spinach. And pairing pineapple and spinach in a smoothie, adding some ice, uh, maybe some nutmeg, and a squeeze of lemon juice, which a lot of people don't really think of doing, 
it adds a zestiness. And, and you can even add cayenne pepper to increase the metabolism um, from that meal. And that's my food of choice. And I, I particularly like peaches when it comes to grab and go fruits, grab and go fruits. And I think a lot of persons forget the the importance of having grab and go fruits. When I say grab and go, I mean to literally have fruits in a basket or in the refrigerator that are on a desk or on a table that you just literally can grab, take with you, and then you can consume at any moment throughout the day. When we are um, purchasing whole food, whole fruits, large fruits like pineapples or watermelons or cantaloupes or honeydews, those can be a little bit limiting because you actually have to spend time cutting them up. And the longer those items are cut up and exposed to the air, the less chances the antioxidants they possess actually enters our body. So my suggestion to our members, our SAS members, is really consider grabbing grab-and-go fruits when you go to the grocery store. You know, you can grab a combination of grab-and-go fruits like apples, oranges, bananas, kiwis, my favorite peaches again, too. And if you want larger fruits that you want to blend down into smoothies or make, create a salad bowl for, for you and your, and your friends and family, then obviously um, pineapples and watermelons work best. But my recommendation to individuals generally is just simply consume fruits and vegetables. It doesn't have to be what I particularly like. It doesn't have to be what uh, uh, any fitness enthusiast particularly likes. It simply has to be what you enjoy. And the success of any wellness journey is consuming fruits and veg, but more importantly, foods you enjoy. And I, I think that's the most important thing our members can consume. Um, another thing too, I think I should add, is that uh, our members who are listening to this podcast are from the islands, you know, from the Cayman Islands, from Bermuda, and from my hometown, the Bahamas, and Turks and Caicos and Barbados as well. But we have native fruits that we have in our backyards or in our environment. And these native fruits are seasonal. My recommendation is that members would take up the opportunity to have these fruits on a seasonal basis because the, the nutrients possessed by those fruits and vegetables are timely to the diseases in that period of time. So avoiding the flu, um, also avoiding um, common colds, uh, for sinuses, um, for reasons of making sure you get proper vitamin A on a timely basis. So all our nutrients, all our micro and macronutrients are possessed in those seasonal fruits. And I think that's a lost opportunity for a lot of our members. And that also saves um, costs when it comes to finances because those fruits are no cost to you if they're just in your backyard. Wow, Donovan. I'll pause you there for one moment because you gave us uh, a, a, an extreme amount of, of valuable information. And there, there's two questions I have from, from what you just mentioned. Uh, a okay. fun, I have a fun question. I have a serious question. Which one do you want first, the fun one or the serious <laughs> one? <laughs> Nathan, you never say a serious question. Give me the, give me the fun question. The fun question is, <laughs> so uh, you mentioned uh, a smoothie recipe there that you kind of have in the morning. You mentioned pineapple. You mentioned spinach. You mentioned nutmeg. If, if our listeners wanted to write down those ingredients for their smoothie, can you just go through those again slowly? So you said pineapple spinach, nutmeg, and what else was there in that smoothie? All right, so our listeners are going to have to pay me for this one because this is my personal favorite. <laughs> this is the Donovan smoothie. <laughs> but, <laughs> the Donovan smoothie. Uh, very easy smoothie to make. Uh, you take about a half a cup of pineapple. This is per individual you're making it for, obviously. So you take about a half a cup of pineapple, chopped, nicely fresh, 
um, uh, a full cup of spinach. I would say about three, about one fourth of a cup of drinking water. You want to add about a half a cup of ice. You want to add a half a teaspoon of of a nutmeg, or maybe even a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, because you don't want it to be too overpowering. And you want to add a half of a lemon, squeeze it all in, and you blend it down. And within one to two minutes of blending, it's ready, cool, refreshing, and easy to drink. Great. Now, I like that recipe because I like that recipe because it gives a whole um, assortment of nutrients. And what a lot of people don't understand is the benefit of the smoothies is the nutrients that they're consuming. And it's important to drink those, those, that smoothie immediately after the smoothie has been blended. Don't let it sit and linger around for hours because you're really losing those antioxidants that are supposed to be beneficial to your body. And from the, the pineapple itself, you get a great source of beta carotene. And for those who don't know, beta carotene is not only good for improved vision, it's also good for immunity, and it's also good for nervous care. Nerve care. So your nerve, your nervous system would be in its best functioning force. Um, another thing is the spinach, which gives you a great source of fiber, great source of calcium, great source of um, so many of the B vitamins, but also a great source of iron. And then nutmeg, which is one of those spices like cayenne pepper, like cinnamon, that is very instrumental in improving your metabolic rate. And everyone knows that, well, I hope everyone knows that um, an improved metabolic rate or fast metabolism shows that uh, your body is able to digest the foods faster, absorb the nutrients faster, and get those nutrients to the muscle or body areas that particularly has a high requirement for those nutrients. It's amazing, John. And, and that, what you just mentioned also kind of segues into the, the serious questions. So serious time real quick, because I, I'm sure for all of our members, this is totally kind of new information. You're mentioning that if you cut a fruit like a pineapple, you're saying that you have to make sure you, you eat that quickly, because if you eat that, if you cut that fruit and you put it in your fridge, you're saying it might be less nutritious over time as it oxidizes? Correct. Uh, let's break down the word antioxidant, which those, Please, yes. uh, which all fruits and vegetables um, um, possess. So antioxidants is, is just as the word says, antioxidant. So it fights against oxidation that's occurring in the body. And for those who don't know, oxidation in the body means that the cells of the body, which is the basic unit of our, our, our livelihood, our life, and those cells that form tissues, that form organs, that form the the systems like the digestive system, the skin, the respiratory system, and, and the others, those systems pair up together to form us as the organism. So when the basic unit of life, the cell, is being oxidized because of exposure of oxygen, those cells die, and metabolism slows down, and we are also susceptible to diseases like hypertension or diabetes, and the more common one, cancer. So antioxidants work in a, the capacity to, en to enter our bodies once we consume them, go through our bloodstream, and buy those oxidating agents or free radicals, which a lot of people know them as. And that helps the body to be a bit more healthier, improve the metabolism, improve our absorption, and then also reduces our likelihood for contracting those non-communicable diseases. Now, Actually, John, I'm, I'm going to pause you there real quick. Can you just 
say, I think what you just said is extremely important. Do you even mind just saying that again for our listeners? Because I think you explained it beautifully. And it's like, uh, I I feel like sometimes that's that's the epitome of almost nutrition, right? So if you don't mind, because you explained it beautifully, just so we everyone really that point really resonates with everyone and really everyone can really understand it. Okay. So again, uh, antioxidants, um, the, the fighting agents in the body that we consume from fruits and vegetables that protect our body from oxidation. And when we consume foods and fruits and vegetables, particularly, it goes into the mouth, down the esophagus, into the stomach. And then it's in the small intestine that these, those nutrients are sent into the bloodstream. And those antioxidants go in to protect us against non-communicable diseases because it fights off the oxidating agents or free radicals that are attacking our bodies, but also improves on our body's metabolism and the ability to absorb nutrient, other nutrients like macro or micronutrients. So it's very important to consume fruits and vegetables because of those antioxidants. And the way the antioxidant works was, 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 is, is just how I stated it just a moment ago, but it's important to ensure that when you're consuming the fruits and vegetables, you're consuming the fruits and vegetables that gives an abundance of antioxidants. So when there's been a lot of research on um, fruits and vegetables and preserving antioxidants and um, when is it best to pick a fruit, when is it best to consume a fruit, how long should the fruit be um, in the atmosphere after being picked, should it, how soon should it be consumed, and a lot of this research is telling us that the, the, the sooner the, the fruit or the vegetable is removed from the stem of the plant, we should be consuming them in an immediate fashion. And this is why uh, the, the whole idea of processed foods or imported fruits and vegetables is kind of frowned upon because the longer it takes for those foods to get from the manufacturer or the producer to the consumer on the dinner table or, or, or in the in the environment, um, we are exposing that fruit to oxidation. So the fruit itself are being exposed to oxidation. So imagine taking a pineapple and you're cutting it down, you're putting it putting it into the fridge, then you are leaving room for those the oxygen in the air in the fridge to surround that fruit and veg and extract the antioxidants from the fruit, whereas it's being lost to the atmosphere itself. And the longer it sits there, you see, you'll notice that the, uh, the the antioxidants are less likely to be present, and that's evident. Like taking an apple and you cut in cutting in an apple, you put it on the on the, on the countertop, and the apple face that's been cut goes from an all white or pale color to a more brownish color. Same with the bananas; it's kind of evident, and that's a sign that antioxidants are being lost. We want to ensure that the fruits and vegetables you consume give us and our bodies those nutrients and those nutrients are not being lost in the atmosphere. Beautiful, Donovan. That was extremely well said. And But you mentioned things like peaches are are the grab-and-go fruits, which kind of, you're saying kind of avoid that kind of dilemma in a way? No, I encourage grab-and-go fruits. I I encourage fruits that are um, individual-sized, like the peaches, oranges and apples, uh, even plums, strawberries too in a sense, but you still got to kind of take the effort of unpacking them from the larger pack and putting it into a smaller portion size that fits the fist size that, you, that is your portion size. So grab and go fruits are easiest because you simply need to just grab 
go and consume when you can. And those fruits can can tend to be able to sit on a on a, a, a tabletop, a desk, um, in the refrigerator for longer periods without losing so much antioxidants. But when we have to cut a fruit, even if it's an apple or as large as a watermelon, once the fruit is cut and the skin has been impacted or the core or the surface of it has been impacted, that then oxygen can flow into that fruit and remove those antioxidants. So grab-and-go fruits tend to last longer um, throughout the day. Okay. Once again, another extremely practical tip for everyone, and, and a very much almost like a. I think that one's a little bit of a hidden secret. I'm, I'm not sure if, if, if there's very many people who, who know that. Um, yeah. So, Donovan, I know that in the Bahamas, there, there's a, a, a tr- some tremendous momentum when it comes to uh, a healthy lifestyle and, and, and local farming and whatnot. Do you mind touching on the involvement? Of, of Bahamas and kind of for our members who aren't in the Bahamas, what they can learn from the Bahamas and kind of the, the individuals who you interact with, with, with the various farms. Yes. So our local government has, has done a, a major strategy and in investment over the last few years by creating a local agricultural industry or local agriculture market. And, They've created it through the Bahamas Agriculture Marine Science Institute, which is individuals on how to be local farmers, how to grow produce, but also how to be businessmen and women as farmers. And that's very effective and useful for individuals, especially the millennials that are up and coming and interested in a new career. The promotion of agriculture in the country is big at the moment, and I think the knowledge of um, needing to consume fruits and vegetables on a daily basis is becoming a known fact across the entire Bahamian population. And we have a lot of local farmers that may not be associated with BAMSI, Bahamas Agriculture and Marine Science Institute, but they have their own farmers markets or attending farmers markets to showcase their their produce. We, if, For those who don't know, the Bahamas is... Um, uh, uh, spread of islands of 700 islands and keys. And so there's a lot of land available for farming, although the um, the atmosphere and the environment does pose some limitations. But at, at the moment, um, farmers markets exist all throughout Nassau, which is the capital. And a lot of individuals are now able to get produce at a more affordable rate, which I think they don't know enough of. And no longer are we forced just to go into supermarkets that import fruits and veg or rack up the costs of local fruits and veg. Now we have the option of local farmers markets that are coming together with an exchange of different produce for our members to observe, purchase, and consume. Fantastic. Donna, do you think, just listening to what you just said about how uh, of course, you know, sometimes fruits and vegetables can be expensive, and then that's why they, uh, eating healthy financially can be a, a little bit of a barrier for everyone. But do you think when you mentioned earlier, when, when you know, when uh, with a healthy lifestyle, the idea about planning, do you think maybe planning can also help financially because you can kind of uh, plan your, your, or your budgeting beforehand? What, what do you think about that? Definitely. I'll tell you a trick that I do. 
and I and I agree with you. It, it it does really planning is the most important part of planning is not just to be successful in getting the right foods into the body on a regular basis, but also the the effectiveness of of proper planning allows for proper budgeting. And I'll tell you a secret that I do. I, I never go to the grocery store without writing a grocery list. Very simple. I have a mindset of how much money I want to spend for myself or individuals I need to spend for. And then based on my mental budget of how much I want to spend, I'm jotting down ingredients uh, for my, my, my grocery shopping list that can be used in either one recipe or several recipes. So in writing a, a, a grocery shopping list and in the effectiveness of planning, I separate my vegetables. I have a listing for vegetables. I have a listing for fruits. I list my carbohydrates I intend on purchasing. I list the, the proteins I intend on, on purchasing. And I always have a miscellaneous items for like toiletries and other cleaning goods. But it's important to kind of visualize it on pen and paper. And visualizing uh, spinach as a vegetable in combination with the pineapple and maybe adding some chicken breasts or tuna fillets to the to the shopping list, you you limit yourself from going beyond what you went into the grocery store for. So you kind of tunnel vision. It makes the shopping um, um, more time efficient in a sense, but also keeps you very close within the budget. Because if those items are not listed on the grocery shopping list, then there's no need prepared. You know, and you have to be realistic too, though, when writing this list. Ensure that you get everything that you need and that you're not writing too small of a budget or too large of a budget because wastage is another big thing. I found that a lot of individuals tend to overspend at the grocery store and then they get home with a whole lot of groceries and by the end of the week, they're not able to make use of a lot of the fruits and vegetables and those those fruits and vegetables would then waste, which is money being wasted. So planning the meals in the sense of first, Writing a grocery shopping list. Two, identify which recipes you can prepare based on that grocery shopping list. And three, mapping out which days and times you're going to be able to prepare those meals is very important. Donovan, it sounds like that you're advocating for almost uh, mental strength when it comes to being in the grocery store. And it's something that that I, I know one, one, might, one might chuckle at that, but it sounds like grocery shopping and, and, and being effective in, in what you're buying, it sounds like that's something that you make a, a conscious effort of. Yes, I am. I'm advocating, I'm advocating for it um, heavily because if, if individuals aren't focused on the objective ahead, then we can get, we can, we can be distracted by everything in front of us. And that's, that's in normal life. You know, when it comes to wellness and improving well-being, you have to be tunnel visioned. You have to see, you have to set a goal and you have to keep your mindset towards that goal. And even as simple as going to the grocery store and buying groceries, if you go into the grocery store all nilly-willy with no expectations, no purpose, then you tend to pick up a whole lot of things and you, you, you're, not, you're, not just, you're not just going to pick up things that are going to be healthy for you. You're actually going to pick up things that may be in combination healthy for you, but things you necessarily don't need that are unhealthy for you. And at the same time, you know, uh, your pockets are a very important thing. You work very hard, all of us, all, uh, you, myself, our listeners, we work very hard for our, our compensation we get at the end of the month or the end of the week. 
And so it is, it is important to, to kind of be mindful of how we're spending those those um, those um, earnings. And I think it's also important for our, our payment audience because we just had an, an, an increase in our valued added tax that we can expect on a lot of our products and services, which is now 12%, and it's gone up from 7.5. So it, it does add a little bit more room for caution, you know? Of course, of course. It's those small details, right, which I'm sure uh, matter. Yeah, correct. So, Don, and so far we chatted about, um, you know, tips and, and to how we can really adhere to a to a, a lifestyle change uh, in terms of our, our what we put in our body. We chatted about uh, some local providers in the Bahamas. The final part for our listeners that we'll chat about is something I know you're very passionate about, and that is uh, a virtual food demonstration. So, if you don't mind first yes. explaining what you're gonna what you're gonna teach our listeners, and then dive right into, you know, if they were in the kitchen right now, how they would step by step go about this. Okay, so first of all, a, a food demonstration is something I, as a nutritionist, would do to a group of individuals in terms of preparing a meal step by step, ingredient by ingredient, outlining what the ingredients are as I'm adding them to the recipe, but also the importance of every ingredient uh, and nutritionally to, to meet certain um, certain goals. And when I'm thinking, as I think of virtual food demonstration, I'm thinking uh, a verbal explanation of how to prepare a meal. Unfortunately, there's no video, there's no live feed to see me actually prepare this item. It would have been great if me and Nate were together right now because I can make him make the meal for me. But I'll be so I do the hard work is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but in essence, um, the meal I wanted to virtually kind of demonstrate was a, an avocado mash, which is very timely because it is, this is summertime. Avocado is um, uh, in full bloom right now throughout the Caribbean. I know particularly in the Bahamas. And I find avocados to be very refreshing in terms of, of taste and flavor. But at the same time, they provide so much nutrients. They provide um, antioxidants, obviously, beta carotene from its yellow pigment. It's a great source of, 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 of um, healthy fats, unsaturated fatty acids like um, polyunsaturated fatty acids and monounsaturated fatty acids. It's also a great source of fiber for the body, for those who may be suffering from elevated cholesterol and diabetes. And also those who may have issues of constipation and need to get a, a bit more of a regular bowel movement. Um, avocados tend to work in that favor. So the recipe is quite simple and easy um, for one individual, if you're preparing per individual, I take an average size avocado, which is about uh, five to six ounces. You want to cut it in half and you want to use a half of that avocado as your serving size. So you want to remove it from, cut it in half, remove the seed, and then remove the, the skin on the outside. Cut down the avocado into large dice forms, put it into a very large bowl. You want to chop up some onions, potatoes, inside of it, lycopenes, uh, popular in tomatoes and you know and the big sensation about tomatoes is it's very protective against prostate cancer and um, 
also breast cancer. So the same nutrients or antioxidant you would get from a tomato are very commonly found in those red onions, uh, as the red onion itself, not just the white onion. And the next benefit of adding the onion is that it provides probiotic, a word that is not commonly said. Uh, we know more about prebiotics, which are those live cultures that are very beneficial for digestion and keeping the, the digestive system in, intact and it reducing in, in, um, the risk of, of disease and digestive issues and gas and bloating. Um, the probiotics act as the foods for the prebiotics. So if you're eating probiotics, prebi prebiotics on a regular basis, by adding those onions to this avocado mash, you're then encouraging those bacterias to multiply and be more lively and effective in proper health. So we're starting with the avocado. We have diced our red onions. We're going to add maybe a, a half of a cup of, of red onions to that half of a avocado. You want to add some cilantro. Again, a great source of leafy vegetables, great source of fiber and calcium to be added into that, that recipe. Then you want to add some things like jalapenos. I particularly like jalapenos. And for those who may not really like jalapenos, you can offer cayenne pepper or even chili pepper. I personally like the, the jalapenos because, again, it's another nutrient. It's another um, vegetable. And the more vegetables we consume, the more antioxidants we're going to be getting into our body. So I'd say about two to three teaspoons of chopped jalapenos. You sprinkle um, a quarter to half a teaspoon of salt. And then you want to um, add a half of a lemon. You mash down. You don't have to mash it down so it's so soft and mushy. You can even add, keep it a little bit chunkier to give it a bit more character. And with that, you can put on a flatbread, like a whole wheat flatbread or whole grain flatbread. And you can use it as a dip. Or you can use tortilla chips, which also makes it very effective. And this meal is a great snack for individuals who tend to get packaged throughout the day. It makes a great option for breakfast in the morning because in the mornings you can have the avocado or guacamole spread on a slice of toast. You can top with um, uh, egg over easy, a pouched egg over easy. That makes a very balanced meal for breakfast. At lunchtime, you can have it on a salad with some chicken breast. So a nice fresh garden salad with um, a few tablespoons of the avocado mash, also known as guacamole, top it in and then add some grilled chicken breast on top. Makes it, again, effectively a very balanced and nutritious meal. You can have that same um, similar uh, meal at, from lunch, which is the salad with the avocado and the grilled chicken at dinner time, or even replace the chicken for grilled salmon. So there's so many combinations of things you can do with this guacamole. And for those of you who may want to know a little bit more about how to prepare the guacamole or the avocado mash, I suggest that you check out uh, our Zest Wellness blog, or you can go directly on supongo.com, and these recipes can definitely be found somewhere there. Interesting, Dominic. I, I, you know, I didn't even know myself the amount of health benefits that simply just even avocados have. It sounds like avocados yeah. are a superfood. <laughs> I think it should be considered a superfood. There's so many foods listed as superfoods. I think that so many foods or fruits and vegetables that don't get the credit of being also a superfood that should be on that listing as well. Yes, yes. And even the onions, it sounds interesting how many yeah. health benefits when you're elaborating on just simply onions. Yeah. I think with onions, when, when people think of onions, onions 
they think about just you know their their eyes watering when they're cutting them, but they, they, they overlook all, all, <laughs> all the health or benefits. Or bad breath most times too. Yes. People are always thinking about bad breath when it comes to onions. But uh, if you can look past the the runny eyes and the bad breath from the onions, you will see a lot of health benefits by consuming raw, fresh onions and even garlic because garlic and onions work in a very similar capacity to help promote bacterial um, pro-bacteria in the gut that's fantastic dom i really like how you know which is one of our themes is you went very practical in terms of that food demonstration and how individuals can can call both that um, even though it's just they're listening through audio right now hopefully they can really or they really did um, imagine that and they really have some action steps so. that they can take with them moving forward maybe one day i can do a live demonstration on video for our viewers and maybe when we when technology even gets better we can do the demonstration by video and then have it emailed to persons to sample <laughs> yes right emailed we'll, we'll, we'll ship we'll ship it to them and they'll have a little a little sample platter but i, I definitely think that's possible yeah. donovan so maybe you just officially you just officially planted the seed for that right there but um that's amazing or, or you or you and i can prepare it and taste it and we can just let them know i taste <laughs> say you know what for my end that sounds good it does sound good but you know what don and i uh i, I we i think it, on behalf of all the members um you highlighted some some very practical tips some really fun facts that people might have not been aware about in terms of especially when we talked about antibiotics um and so you really kind of I think for everyone listening, hopefully for that person who might be trying to, you know, get some confidence to really take control of, of what they're putting in their body, I think, uh, and hopefully, and I think you did give a really uh, detailed and, and really easygoing method and, and introduction to doing just that. Thank you. Thank you. My and just as a final, final note, yeah. I just I want to say to our listeners that the, the success of any wellness journey lies on the individual that's having that journey so for me to see my successes me donovan ingram to see successes in my personal well-being i have to be committed to it i have to, I have to put that in the forefront of everything i'm faced with on a daily basis and i have to remind myself of the importance of being consistent when it comes to our wellness my wellness journey so i encourage all of our listeners that first of all, if you if you're seriously interested in in embarking on a wellness journey, you have to understand it, it has to start with you. That's that's where it starts. It starts and it ends with you. Yes, the being bold, I suppose, right, and 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 yes. taking control yourself. Um, that's fantastic, Dom. And I I know you just kind of you just right now you just mentioned uh, a nice little wrap up point. But if you were to kind of end on one point, whether that be okay. highlighting other superfood or just really kind of adding one last piece of insight for everyone listening, what would that be? All right. So I, my recommendation, uh, you know, as a nutritionist, one of my pet peeves is being asked for a food diary. Uh, sorry, a meal plan. And it's a pet peeve for me, and I'm sure it's a pet peeve for a lot of um, nutritionists and dietitians alike. Simply because when I write a meal plan for an individual, it's it's a biased opinion. It's my opinion on what I like, which I'm subscribing to the individual that's requesting it. And it limits the, the input of the individual in terms of what they actually like and having that, those things incorporated into the meal plan. So I don't really like to, 
to, to do meal planning. But uh, everyone, I think, should visit with a nutritionist on a yearly basis. I think uh, meeting with a nutritionist once a year is very important, just as important as doing your annual physical because they give you a lot, just like how I'm hopeful at this session, this, this last 35, 40 minutes, have been influential to get some, some sparks going in your mind, to raise, um, uh, solidify uh, your confidence in yourself in terms of your, uh, for your wellness journey, or even give you some ideas so in terms of what you can cook today or prepare for your family, things that you would enjoy, your family members would enjoy. So having these types of conversation on, a, on an annual basis reinforces the success you will see in, in your journey. And just as important as it is to, to meet with your nutritionist once a year, I think it's also important to have some form of documentation or get some feedback, or get some feedback from persons. And I think it's, it's, it's very, very important for individuals to have um, access to platforms like MyFitnessPal to document the foods that they're consuming. Again, understanding of what are the macro and micronutrients that they are, they are consuming from foods that they like. And then once it becomes consistent because you're consuming the similar types of foods, you have a better understanding of foods that are good for you versus foods that you really should stay away from. So documentation, annual visits with a nutritionist are very, very, very important. Interesting, Donovan. You know what, my friend? I, I, I seriously think that you, you provided value for everyone. And thank you, um, on behalf of all the members, thank you very, very much for your time. Wow, was that ever a fun conversation with Donovan? As you can tell, he's extremely passionate about eating and a healthy lifestyle and is also very knowledgeable and, and knows how to convey his message to someone who is very new to a healthy lifestyle. And that's why the language that he chooses is very plain language and it's, it's very understandable for everyone listening. If you would also like to hear more insight from Donovan. Also feel free to head over to our social media. Zest Wellness is up and running on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, never forget about our Zest Wellness website, which is zestwellnesscgi.com.